hey, is doubt a sin? No. Is temptation a sin? No. But acting on temptation and acting out of temptation is a sin. Is doubting a sin? No. But acting faithless out of your doubt, it is a sin. Welcome back to Questions with Caden. My name is Caden Fabrizio. I'm your host, and I uh, just want to welcome you to this podcast. If it's your first time listening, uh, this is a podcast where every single episode we ask one question, and the goal of that question is to dissect it and to answer it as relevantly and biblically as possible so that that question will not be a barrier for your life, but hopefully a bridge to Jesus. And so we just want to welcome you, say hey, and just say thanks for clicking on and joining us Um I'm going to try and keep this one brief in the 30-minute range, um, precise, consistent, but sharp and dialed. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say hey to Matty B. Barros on the ones and twos. What up, bro? Hey, hey. Good to see you. He's going to help us along today as well. Uh, before we jump into the podcast, a couple things we always do. Number one, shout out Life Audio. Thanks so much for all you do. We love y'all. Go ahead and go to lifeaudio.com to check out all their amazing podcasts. I think you'll like them. I like them. Mine's on there. Yeah, mine too. Unbiasedly. My favorite's on there. Um, Also, shout out to You and Me Media for having us in today in Pasadena if you need to rent this space, which I think you should. You should go to youandmemedia.co, click the studio button. I've got that down now, bro. I don't mess it up anymore. Click the studio button, and you can rent this space um, for anything you need. You could rent it for podcast. You could rent it for photo. I'm sure you could have, like, a birthday party in here. I feel like she'd let you do that, maybe. A little sweet 16. Maybe, like, a little uh, quinceanera. You know what I'm saying? Action in here? I don't know. Maybe just book it for, like, a cute little lunch with your girlfriends. You know? <laughs> anyway, go ahead and you can book that, umemedia.co. No promises that you can have lunch in here. That was just a joke. Um, also, go ahead and follow us along everywhere possible. You can subscribe to the newsletter, cadenfabrizio.com, and the newsletter will pop up. You can subscribe to it. You can follow us on socials at caden.fabrizio. Um, I also want to invite you to Yona. If you don't know what Yona is, Yona is a unity revival and outreach night that we do um and we would love to invite you to it for more details go ahead and go to yonanights.com or follow us on socials at yonanights um yeah and just make sure you subscribe everywhere i think that's my last thing it's the biggest biggest way to help us um is to subscribe literally i just want to make this clear by you just taking two seconds and clicking that subscribe button or like check mark or like the plus mark or whatever it is, it literally changes our lives. <laughs> so like, please just take the two seconds and just do it. It would mean so much. All right, let's jump into this podcast. We got a great question today we're asking. We're asking, is doubting God a sin? Whoa. Hey, big word, sin. Um. Also, on this podcast, it's a word we're not afraid of. Um, Why? Because we know where freedom comes from. So let's do this. Let's read a little bit of this passage in Scripture, and then let's pray, and then let's talk for a bit. How's that sound, Matt? 
All right, this is my favorite verse, favorite passage, favorite story in the New Testament. My life verse is in this passage. Cookies to anybody who can guess it. Let's see if you can guess it. Adam Mark 9. Once I read it, once we read this passage, you can tell me which one you thought it was. Okay. Mark 9, starting in verse 17. This is a story about Jesus in the, in the New Testament. It says, One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? That's strong. Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. The father replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible. If a person believes, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. He said, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Let's pray. And then we'll like jump into some thoughts I have about this. Holy Spirit, we love you so much. We just ask that you would speak through me today. God, would you speak through this podcast? Would you be evident and prevalent wherever listeners are, Jesus? Would you just meet us here? Would you speak to us? Would you reveal the secret things of your kingdom to us, Lord? And help us carry a bigger revelation um, about intimacy with you, obedience, faith, and following you. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Which one did you think was my 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 life verse mm, no do you think i'm wow <laughs> wow yeah, actually you like think very humbly of me that's nice it's good you're like i'm just like help me in my own belief i have been praying that this week though bro let me tell you <laughs> but uh no my my favorite verse is mark 9 23 and it says what do you mean if i can jesus asks anything is possible if a person believes and I love that verse because Jesus is correcting a doubt mindset in a man, not about what the man can do, but what Jesus can do when he's with the man. And I love this verse because I think we can take it out of context and say anything is possible for a person who believes. But what Jesus is saying is anything is possible for God to do when we believe. And we're asking the question, is doubting God a sin? I think we first have to break down what is doubt and what is faith. Because here's what I would argue. I would argue that doubt and faith are not mutually exclusive. They both can exist at the same time. You can both be faithful and you can both be full of doubt or which is synonymous to unbelief. 
How do I know that's true? It says because the the father says to to Jesus, "I do believe, comma, but help me overcome my unbelief." Meaning, I have faith, but there's also this little part in my life where I have doubt, where I do not believe. And for this man, he had faith enough to bring the child to Jesus, but he doubted that his child could be healed. The area he had faith in was Jesus, but the area he had doubt in was execution from Jesus. He believed Jesus was who he said he was. He just wasn't sure if Jesus could do what he said he could do. And that's where we fall a lot of the times. We fall in this, in this spot where we go, I do have faith. I have enough faith to give my life to Jesus. I have enough faith to uh, follow him, to go down on the altar on a Sunday, to raise my hands in church. But I don't seem to have enough faith to think God will come through when I can't afford my rent this month. I don't seem to have enough faith to think that God will come through when I don't know what the next step in my life is. I, I, don't, I have enough faith to start the ministry. I don't have enough faith when the venue pulls out that we'll find a new one. We all have these areas in our life where we're faithful and where we're full of doubt. And I think what's interesting about asking is, is doubting God a sin? I think the, the big answer would be no. Because if, if it was a sin, then many of us would be living in sin just from our doubt. And many of us would be in need of constant repentance of this sin because we're living in sin because of doubt. However, I think what doubt can produce can lead to sin. Um, Jesus says to these people, he says, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? I think that verse rubs a lot of people the wrong way because they're like, man, that's kind of mean. I thought Jesus was like kind and loving. You're missing what happened. Jesus said, you faithless people. Being faithless is sinful. So Jesus says, you sinful people, how long do I need to be around this sin? How much longer do I need to put up with this sin? See, he didn't say that they were doubting. He said they were faithless which means that the father who had both faith and doubt had more faith than his disciples. But who was in sin? Was the father in sin? No. The disciples who were faithless, who Jesus called out in front of everybody, which is tough. That's tough. You ever like had a coach call you out in front of everybody? Tough. He said they're sinful. See, what happened is the doubt led to action that created faithless living that basically led to sin, which disobedience we would consider sin. Not, uh, not obeying what God has told you to do, not living in the will of God, sin. So what's interesting about that is it's similar to temptation. A sin, no. Is temptation a sin? No. But acting on temptation and acting out of temptation is a sin. Is doubting a sin? No. But acting faithless, out of your doubt, it is a sin. So the question is, where am I? The question, the question stands is, 
Is doubt a sin? No. Okay, great. Now let's address your doubt. Now let's address why we doubt. I uh, This week, we are planning our next Yona event, and we're really excited. We got a lot of really cool things coming up. We got a lot of really cool things coming up in 2024. We're stepping out in faith again to do things just without giving away too many details I can't give yet. It's just we're stepping out in faith again. We stepped out in faith to launch March 3rd. Now we're stepping into phase two of Yona, which is the full vision of what Yona is supposed to be. We're stepping out in faith again, even a bigger step of faith, if I'm being honest. And uh, we're working on venues and Monday, our venue called us and had to cancel. They had to pull out. They had to bail. Now, let me tell you, we toured venue after venue after venue after venue to find this place. Finally found this place. We went through insurance issues. We went through scheduling difficulties. We went through all the things you had to go through to get this place. We got this place dialed in. We were ready. We we pulled the trigger. We bought the insurance policies. We're writing the check. And the people say, actually, never mind. And I told this to the team, and I'll tell this to you because I think it's a great example. In that moment, it's really easy to doubt. It's really easy to doubt that what God has called us to, he's on, that he's faithful, that he's gonna provide, that He's that the promises and the vision he gave us, we didn't just make up. It's super easy when things fall through the cracks to doubt. But here's the interesting part, and you can see it in the man who brings his son to Jesus. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Faith and doubt are not mutually exclusive. They can exist at the same time. However, you choose which one you act out of. Faith and doubt require a choice. You get to decide what you live out of. You live out of faith or you live out of doubt. You don't live out of both. Although both can exist, one must triumph. And what happens is if, if you don't do what the father did, who brought his son to Jesus, he said, I do believe, aka I have faith, but help me with my unbelief, which he was saying, I do have faith, it exists. However, right now I'm acting out of unbelief, I'm acting out of doubt, and I'm believing these lies. So then Jesus says, okay, I will. And he shows up and helps show the father why he should act out of faith. It's a, it's a very interesting concept because a lot of the time we experience doubt in a situation and we allow the doubt to win. We go, oh, the venue fell through. 
oh, the, the job application. I didn't get the job. Oh, I didn't get into that school. Oh, I missed, I missed that opportunity. Oh, that relationship ended. And we, we look at doubt and we start to believe that our doubt is actually larger than our faith. But this is the really interesting thing about faith. And the thing that's very, 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 very intriguing to me. I wish I had like two pots and I could show you this. You could have, you could have 10 ounces of doubt and only an ounce of faith. But if you chose to act out of the one ounce of faith, it's more powerful than 10 ounces of doubt ever could be. Why? The Bible tells us that if you had faith of a mustard seed, that you could tell a mountain to get up and cast it into the ocean. Tell a mountain in front of you to move. If you had the faith of a mustard seed, if you had one ounce of faith, why? Because it's not about how big your faith is. It's about who your faith is in and how big he is. 10 ounces of doubt or one ounce of faith in the God who created the universe, who knows your name, who knows the hairs on your head, who has good plans for you, who's a good shepherd and a good father, who loves you, who cares for you, who provides for you. 10 ounces of doubt or an ounce of faith in him, you tell me which one's more powerful. And so this week when we lost the venue, I told the team, I told myself first, I said, we choose what we live out of. I trust God or I don't. I'm faithful or I'm not. I believe or I doubt. And it's a choice. And it may be a choice that you have to consistently choose. You have to consistently keep making that choice. Venue falls through. I trust God. This week, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not been going great. But guess what? I trust God. The second doubt starts to creep in, I literally in my mind tell myself, no, I trust God. No, I choose faith. No, I believe. Because what you get to operate out of, you get to, cho- you get to choose. But what's present, you don't. You don't get to choose some of your situations. You don't get to choose some of the stuff you go through. You don't get to choose walking through disappointment. You don't get to choose walking through pain. You don't, some of those things are out of your control. It's life, stuff happens. But what you can control is how you react, how you respond, and where you put your faith. Matt said something earlier that I loved. And he said that the opposite of faith is fear. And fear is just putting your faith in the wrong things. It's a bar, Matt. I loved it because that gives amazing imagery to picking and choosing faith over doubt every time. I think, and then the, the third thing, the, and probably the last thing, I don't, how much, what are we at right now? 18 minutes. Come on, somebody. One of the last things I love about this verse is I love what Jesus says to the man. He says, the man says, he says, help me if you can. And that verse, to, to be honest, this, this passage has started to hit different for me over the last two years of my life. Mark 9, 23, which says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asks, all things are possible for one who believes. That was my life verse 
for most of my life. But what started to hit me really different is verse 22 when the, the father says, help us if you can. Because I've prayed that prayer. Because I've been rock bottom. I've been full of doubt. I've been at the point where I go, God, if you can't step in. But I'm forgetting that he's not the God of if he can. He's the God of because he can. That's where your faith has to lie. That's where your faith needs to be encouraged by is understanding that God can. It's not if he can. It's because he can. It's because he wants to. It's because he will. It's because that's who he is. I think when you can understand that revelation, you can understand that the way you operate, the way you pray, the way you believe, even the way you speak determines the faith, whether you're operating out of faith or doubt. You know, man, we're just, we're hoping that God is going to come through. No, we know God is going to come through. You know, man, we're just, we're just really hoping that, uh, you know, the doctors just do really good in this surgery. No, we're believing that when they go into surgery, they realize they don't have to because they're already healed. There's a different way to operate. There's a different way to respond. There's a different mindset to live out of. There's a different fullness and a different freedom that we often don't allow ourselves to walk out of um, because we forget that our words and our actions actually have power. We have authority. Part of the reason that Jesus calls his disciples faithless is because they tried to cast this demon out first and they couldn't do it. And he goes to them and basically goes, you spoke with no authority or spoke out of the wrong authority, so nothing faithful happened. No miracle was produced because what came out of your mouth was wrong. First, because where your heart was, but secondly, what you were projecting. And, and often what's in your heart comes out of your mouth. I can tell if you're struggling with faith when a venue cancels and you start panicking. I can tell, I can tell it, how much faith you have and how much doubt you have when, um, when you need $1,500 for an event and you don't know where it's going to come from and you, go, and you start getting anxious. I, I'm just speaking out of my own life. Literally, these are, these are literally things that I, I'm, I have to walk through. Like, I can tell if you're anxious or you're doubtful or if you're full of faith when uh, your car won't start and you don't know how you're going to pay to fix your car. Like I, I know, I know what it's like to be there in those areas, and I also know how to tell when someone's heart is choosing doubt or choosing faith. It comes out of your mouth, it comes out of your actions, it, and, and often you abandon your authority over a situation as a son and a daughter of Christ, a son and a daughter of the heir, the kingdom of heaven. You abandon your authority by the things you say because it's a mirror of your heart and what you truly believe. If the Bible says that if you had faith of a mustard seed, you could say, in other words, out of your own mouth, the authority that you were given could speak to a mountain and tell it to move and cast it into the ocean. What comes out of your mouth has power, but it only has power from mirrors what your heart actually believes. If you had faith of a mustard seed, AKA if you chose the one ounce of faith over the 10 ounces of doubt, you could live and speak 
believe and operate in a way nobody else is operating because you have access to a faith and to a power that nobody else is is accessing. And it may sound a little new agey to you, but it's not. It's the power of Jesus. In, in one of our last episodes, uh, 2 Timothy tells us that many people act religiously but don't operate out of don't operate in godly power because they don't allow the power in their life. That's what we do when we act out of doubt. We're not allowing godly power to operate through our lives. I want to see miracles. I do. And and when I when stuff like this happens, you'll often hear myself telling my dad, telling our team, I go, it's miracle season, baby. You want to know what that statement is for? It's for me. Because <laughs> I'm going to choose to speak out of faith, out of speak out of my mouth that it's miracle season. To confirm my faith, to remind me what God can do, to remind me how faithful he is, to remind me how good he is, and to combat the doubt that's trying to bubble up in my life and overtake my faith. It's miracle season, baby. Man, we don't have a venue. It's miracle season, baby. We don't have the money. It's miracle season, baby. We need this. It's miracle season, baby. Because I'm saying there's room here, God. There's room here for you to move. And I'll match my faith to it. And I'll put my faith to the room. And I may not be able to magically make a venue appear or money pour out of my hands, but I can raise my faith and I can come into agreement, and I can step into this area and I can say, there's room here, Jesus, and I'm here full of faith. So go ahead and move. You can use me to do it. You can use my team to do it. You can use the people around me to do it because we're moving in faith. And everything shifts. Is it a sin to doubt? No. But what doubt often does is it creeps into your life, causes disobedience, causes fear, and then you begin to operate out of that which can leave you in sin. It's miracle season, baby. It's time to start operating out of faith, out of obedience, out of trust, out of believing that God is good. He said he's going to do what he said. I told my sister this the other day. She was like, yo, how are you guys going to afford blah, blah? And I was like, uh, God's will, God's bill, baby. Which is, which is uh, my Christian answer for no idea. <laughs> but my faith to say, but God's got it. And I think the more comfortable you get at sitting in a place where you can say, I don't know, but I trust him. I'm not sure, but he's good. I don't know the details, but he's going to work it out. I think if you could get comfortable there, you'll get comfortable seeing a lot of miracles start to happen in your life. And I'm just speaking out of what I've seen. And I'm speaking out of my own life. God has beat this into me over the past six months of us launching Yona. He has pounded faith into my head. He has He has worked doubt out of my life, and he has created an unshakable version of myself where when things happen, I just go, Nope. Yeah, I'm disappointed and I'm a little scared. It's been an annoying week, but good. God is good. Yeah, it's a little annoying and it's frustrating and I don't totally understand it, but I trust God. I have faith. I trust him or I don't. So I'm going to choose to trust him. I have faith or I have doubt, so I'm going to choose to have faith. 
I believe or I don't. And it comes down to decisions. A lot of our faith comes down to decisions. A lot of how we operate comes down to decisions. A lot of how we choose to live and, and what we choose to do and the, how close we want to be to Jesus often comes down to decisions we make between our ears in our own noggin. How we combat lies, how we combat doubt, how we combat fear, how we combat those things, I think shows and, and reveals how we can walk closely with Jesus and, and in the full power and fullness that he has for us. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. I just want to encourage y'all, have faith. And like, don't beat yourself up when the presence of doubt shows up. The, I want you to, to, to look at this last point that I think the Holy Spirit just revealed to me. Jesus didn't call the father that brought his son faithless, even though he even admitted that I have doubt. The only people that Jesus called faithless and sinful was his actual own disciples who were operating out of zero faith. Have grace for yourself when doubt rears its ugly head. And don't let those lies burden you and religion beat you down to think that that doubt is going to overcome because it's rearing its head. But be encouraged that you can stomp it out. You can stomp it out like a flame. You can stomp it out like a snake. And choose to have faith because Jesus has grace for you. He has love for you, has favor for you, has freedom for you, has kindness for you. And he's not threatened when you have a little doubt. He's excited because it gives you an opportunity to choose faith, which there's power in that. That's it. That's my last thought. I'm going to get out of here. I uh, hope you all are having a great day. I hope that encouraged you. Um, Yeah, I just got to preach a bit out of my life. And you guys got a little insight into kind of the stuff going on and and how, uh, what God's been teaching me and what I've been learning. And I don't know when this episode's coming out. It could be honestly like a, in a month and all this could be ironed out. And, <laughs> and people will be like, oh, we had no idea. But um, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys, man. Like God is good and he's big and he's strong and he's faithful and nothing you're walking through is too big for him to handle. Uh, he's not intimidated by anything that you're intimidated by. So love y'all so much. If this encouraged you or if uh, the Lord said and showed you somebody you should send this to, go ahead and share this with a friend or a family member, um, a cousin or an auntie, you know, maybe an uncle. And maybe you post it on socials. You spread it on Facebook. Like, who's on Facebook? Nobody who listens to this podcast is on Facebook minus my mom. Are you on Facebook? Yeah, boy. Anyway, guys, we love y'all. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. See you. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.